Hello, hello everyone and welcome to the Miss Pink Digital Podcast, home to everything digital marketing, brand building and tech. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the marketing challenges we might face in 2023 and how we can kind of navigate them. So it's been an interesting few years, to say the least, for everyone, not only on a personal scale, but also when it comes to businesses and business owners and people working in the business world. Obviously, 2020 was a struggle for some businesses and then others absolutely boomed. You've got the likes of the big tech industries, e-commerce, where they became so popular and they saw these mass profits they'd never seen before, and they overhired, oversaturated, and now they're seeing this big drop off. That consumer demand has dropped, and they're having to let go of their staff, and they're seeing these losses that they've never seen before. And on top of that, you haven't got the everyday consumer staying at home all the time. So then they're buying products to, you know, fill this void of boredom or they're no longer needing to buy all these products that they were once buying. And to add to even more chaos, we are now in a cost of living crisis where people can't afford to be splurging or doing these spontaneous shopping sprees like they may have been able to do once, you know, they're trying, we're trying to save money. We're trying to be more sensible with our money because we are concerned about these rising energy bills. So, needless to say, this has obviously made a lot of businesses worry. And we have seen in some instances that affect marketing activity, whether it's our paid ads are no longer as profitable as they used to be, our social media campaigns don't quite convert how they used to, or our email marketing doesn't have the same click-through rate as it once did. And because of that, we're trying to navigate this new space. So I'm going to talk about some of these challenges and how we can maybe cater to them a bit more, things we need to consider when it comes to the user and how, I guess more than ever, we need to take a bit more of a holistic marketing approach now. We can't just rely on one medium or one source to do all of our work. I think a struggle I always had my previous uh, job positions within like agencies where I worked in loads of different accounts with loads of different clients. My frustrations lied with the clients who put all their eggs in one basket because it's never going to be beneficial, especially in times like these where you do see performance drop from all mediums. So it's time to kind of move away from the all eggs in one basket approach and really look at the full funnel approach. As well as think about the mindset, the consumerist feeling during all stages of the funnel, whether it is a case of your top of funnel prospecting activity, your retargeting or your retention activity. So let's just jump into it. I've already touched on this, but obviously cost of living is a big topic and a big issue that we are struggling with this year. And because of that, more users are taking more consideration before they purchase. So not only are we typically seeing people buy less and spend less money, but they are thinking about what they purchase now more than ever because 
if they're concerned about their finances, they want to make sure what they're spending is on the right thing and they're getting value for money. And off the back of that, search terms relevant to cheap products, affordable products are seeing a rise now more so than ever. So they're not only considering their purchase journey more, but they're also looking for cheaper products more. So what does this mean? So first of all, if we are taking longer in a consideration phase, it means often there's going to be more touch points in the path to purchase or in the path to conversion. That essentially means they're going to be looking at more points of references before they convert. So this might be the typical journey. So let's say they click on an ad, they go to your website, they might then come off your website They'll look at your reviews. They'll look on YouTube and see if there's video reviews. They'll look on Google Business Profile, see if you've got five stars on Trustpilot. They might then look at your competitors and price compare. They might then go to your social media and see the type of content you're posting. And all of this stuff is going to accumulate into their decision making. So if they look at your competitors and they see your competitor has a better social presence, they see your competitor has more five-star reviews or even a cheaper price point, that could sway them to convert with your competitor over converting with you. That essentially means we need to take a more full funnel approach. And this year, don't just look at things like your paid ads activity or your social media activity, but look at everything as a whole. So have a look at your site see if it's user-friendly, see if it is optimised for generating a higher conversion rate. Look at your reviews. Do you have good reviews? Do you have bad reviews? Are you replying to those reviews regularly? Are you following up with the bad reviews to try and turn them into a good review? Are you retaining a good volume of reviews to really convince a user that your product is worth using over your competitors, even if your competitors are cheaper? Have you done some competitor analysis and have you seen any weaker points that maybe you could improve compared to your competitors? Like, does your competitor have better product imagery? Does your competitor have more enticing copy on their page? Is their lead form page easier to navigate? Anything like that. Really have a look through your whole journey and put yourself in the user's shoes and think of any points where the user might either not convert or stop them in that consideration phase or lengthen that consideration phase out. Also, because there is more consideration on the user now more than ever, it's important to make sure we're kind of following them along in their journey. So that means remarketing to them where we can with really powerful messaging and really enticing offers that is going to make them want to come back to the site and potentially convert. So obviously I mentioned there has been a rise in users looking for cheaper products or even DIY products. So they're very much either looking for cheap alternatives or the cheapest alternatives for the best value and the best quality, or they're even looking to create something themselves. A way around that is if you do offer products at a really good price point for your industry, then promote that. Make sure you're really shouting that message to the rooftops whilst not sacrificing quality. I think some industries or some businesses really struggle with using the word cheap in their terminology or in their ad copy or in their overall messaging because cheap often has negative connotations with low quality. So instead of using the word cheap, if that's something you're worried about, 
try and use other terms like affordable or value for money, anything that reflects that it's a really good price point but then not sacrificing quality. So that will also help with the whole consideration where although consumers are looking for cheaper alternatives, they also don't want to waste their money and they are being more careful with their purchases and putting more consideration behind their purchase journey. Another thing that we have noticed arise on this year is where users are being more careful with what they are looking for and what they're spending their money on, it means their search queries are getting more specific. So users aren't being as broad as what they used to generally, or they're more willing to go into the nitty gritty long tail search terms in order to get exactly what they need and exactly what they want. So how do you navigate this? This one's quite a simple fix. It's basically, obviously, if you're running Google Ads campaigns, start bidding for those long tail keywords. If you're not sure what they would consist of, then a really easy quick win would be to go into your search terms report or search queries report. You can get to that by going to keywords and then it will have your search keywords that you've got implemented, but also a section with search terms. And these are the queries that users have typed in that have triggered your ads, but you're not necessarily bidding for them as keywords. This can give you really good inspiration, not only for keywords to implement into your Google Ads campaign and bid for, but also to start optimizing for from an SEO perspective as well. The good thing about the long tail search terms, although they don't necessarily get as much search volume or as much traffic, they do typically get higher quality clicks because you know the user typing that is going to be very specific in what they want. They're not looking to browse around, they know what they want and you know you can cater for that need. But also the more long tail a search term is, typically the less competitive it is as well. So not only can it get you lower cost per clicks on Google, but it means it might be easier to rank for from an SEO perspective. Long tail search terms can also be the gateway for some really good blog content ideas, especially if we start going down the DIY affordability route. So you can also gain some ideas for content build out, whether that's not just from an SEO perspective, but also organic socials. If you know that users are looking for these more specific things, you can start creating content around that and really bring all of your marketing activity together. As mentioned, because users are more concerned about the cost of living and are looking for cheaper alternatives and trying to get more value for their money, you'll often find that they will wait for a sale or for a specific product offering before they purchase. So there's two routes you can go down. Obviously, you can increase the volume in which you do offers. It doesn't have to be a sale. It can be, you know, free delivery. They get something free with their order, like a secret gift. Um, I've seen those do quite well. Or you can avoid that route and build on your brand and your brand story. So one thing you do need to be careful of this year or any year is you don't want to be that brand that solely relies on offers and sales and special little gimmicks in order to survive because it's not going to be the most profitable thing for you in the long term. It's going to really limit your ability to scale. So that's when you really need to start investing into your brand story, your brand's vision and your brand's goal and bringing users in for that journey. So if you are very eco-conscious, for instance, as a brand, 
really narrow in on that and show users the benefits of shopping with you or choosing your service and tell them that story behind your brand. Help them buy into the story and create a community. I think if you want to avoid being the brand that has to do sales every five minutes in order to stay afloat, then you're going to need to build on your community, build on that story and build on that awareness and show the user the value of your product the value of your story and what you have to offer them and really build on that trust there as well. A community is really, really strong. And if you build a really strong community, you can withstand a lot and you don't have to be reliant on these offers to, you know, get you through financial struggles or fluctuations in the market or any of that. Also, if you do become too offer reliant, I have seen it before with brands where they become this offer reliant brand and users literally wait for that offer. So let's say it's uh, every month they do a 30% off deal or a clearance sale. Users will wait until that clearance sale to purchase something. So they're only getting their conversions and that really high conversion rate at a time where they're less profitable. And that is just not a scalable business model. So try and invest more in your brand's story, your brand's ethos and your community this year. But yes, those are the key challenges, I think, or just some of the key challenges I think we're facing slash going to face this year. I think the general gist is making sure we look at everything more holistically and really put ourselves in the user's shoes and think about how we can gain their trust, how we can set ourselves apart from our competitors, especially if you are offering products that are of a higher price because users are gravitating away from that now more so than we've seen the past couple of years. And we are seeing less instances of those compulsive buys because users want to make sure they're getting value for money. They're being more careful with their purchases. They're putting more in the consideration phase. So it's about how we can shorten that consideration phase, optimize our full funnel and make sure we're reaching users from all different touch points in an effective way and building our community so we're not being reliant on running these sales and running these offers in order to convince them to convert. But I hope that quick little episode was helpful. It definitely was a lot shorter than some of the other episodes I have released, but definitely think it was worth sharing my thoughts based on what I've seen within the general digital space and be interested to get your thoughts as well, especially if you are running marketing activity and you have seen that dip in performance from all stages of your marketing funnel. Or maybe you haven't, maybe you've noticed a really big improvement this year in comparison to other years. But yes, I hope this was helpful and I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening.